The Top 60 at 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah, counting you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time now to welcome in Dan Feldman. He covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. Dan, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. So, Dan, you've been around the NBA long enough to know jazz fans crave a few things. National respect, a championship. I'm wondering if you view the jazz. Well, how did you view them before game one of the Clippers series? And did that change anything when you watched that game? I've been high on the Jazz all year. I've, I, you know, I, I viewed them as uh, going into the season as a very, very safe playoff team, uh, one of the better teams in the West. I think a little higher than most people. It didn't take me long to recognize that this is a championship contender. That everything is coming together. Uh, that said, there are multiple championship contenders uh, this year. There are seemingly more than we've had in a long time, and the Clippers are one of them. Uh, you know, a win in a best of seven series is so important, and the Jazz got that. They're up 1-0. That's a big deal. I also think the Clippers, you know, coming off that seven-game series against the Mavericks, playing at altitude, uh, they did. Uh, they looked fatigued at times. They went deeper with the rotation. They didn't look particularly sharp. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard is such a great postseason player that I probably think the Clippers will be the slightly better team throughout the rest of this po- uh, playoff series. But being slightly better uh, might not be enough once you're down 1-0. You've got to be somewhat significantly better, and I'm not sure the Clippers will do that. I think this is uh, the most intriguing second-round series, and I think it could go either way. So as we approach the second game, what did you see in game one that caught your eye that could the, both teams could be able to use to their benefit in game two and the rest of the series? Um, well, well, I think the Clippers uh, need to get better personnel on the floor. I think you know, a lot of Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell could take advantage there. Um, and, and I think that was most likely because you know what we were just saying about the fatigue coming off that Dallas series. Uh, so if the Clippers can get per- better personnel on the floor, I think that, that bodes well for them. But Donovan Mitchell is a really good playoff player. Uh, he has stepped up in the postseason enough times now to, to know he can do this. Uh, he, he hasn't reached a level where you can count on him doing that every game, uh, but he's definitely capable. And so I, you know, I think especially as long as Mike Conley's out, a lot of this is going to ride on how hot Donovan Mitchell is. Law was made of the Clippers' ability to go small, but I thought when they went big, they made some plays. How would you play it if you were Ty Lue going forward? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. They were better when they, they went big, uh, but in theory, on paper, it does seem like their small lineup can give the, the Jazz a, a little bit more trouble. Rudy Gobert is better in space than he used to be. He's fine. He's good even, uh, but he's much better when he can camp out in the paint. Like That's when he's at his very best. Uh, so if you can get Rudy Gobert not playing to his strength, uh, so I'm not sure, you know, because it, like you said, it did work better in game one when they went big. Uh, I think you've just got to be open to see uh, either way. I think, it, you know, it's still a feel out portion of the series, figuring out what's going to work, what doesn't, uh, which specific matchups are, are helping. Um, Cause I, I don't think it's clear. I think going into the series, it looked like going small would, would be better. And now it's unclear. I'm sort of thinking as this series progresses that we may not have any flow from one game to the next. 
So whatever I saw in game one, <laughs> I don't know that I can really bank and count on game two and so forth. Do you think that is accurate? Well, I think it's more so true from game one because the Clippers were in such a different situation uh, because of the fatigue. And, uh, you know, if Mike Conley comes back, that's going to swing things again. Uh, but maybe once the series settles in, we'll see more to game to game flow. Uh, but yeah, I think for the early part of the series, I think you're right uh, th- that it might be a little disconnected. I'm with you on the Clippers looking, looking fatigued, looking tired, looking worn out. You know, it's uh win a game seven and you got to play two days later on the road at elevation, but I don't know that they get their legs under them for game two. They don't have uh, a three day break here. I mean, they're going to play every other day. Maybe it helps being back home with their crowd and no elevation. Uh, do you think this is just going to be an issue for them when you see the massive minutes that somebody like Kawhi Leonard had to play? I mean, it might continue to be an issue, but they did expand their rotation in game one, uh, I think with the idea of, all right, let's get our legs back under us uh, for the rest of the series. It's not like they threw the game. They were right there. In the end, their, their top players still played a, a good amount. Um, but but I think the hope for them is that the reset. But no, it very much could be that, that they're just tired the the rest of the way that they're they're worn down and feeling it, and the Jazz have this energy advantage. You think it gets chippy at all? It could. I mean, there, I think there are uh, enough players on, on both teams who uh, opponents don't like going against who can frustrate opponents, uh, which might be a compliment to, to all of those players. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it could, I think the longer a playoff series goes, there's more room for that guys get tired of, of seeing each other. And, uh, I think there's more potential for this series to go longer than any other second round series. All right. Do you mean Patrick Beverly or Joe Ingles or both? <laughs> you can throw Patrick Ingles uh, or Patrick Beverly in there for sure. Joe Ingles. Absolutely. Uh, I think Rudy Gobert can get on some opponent's nerves. Uh, Marcus Morris definitely can. Yeah, Rajon right. Rondo. It, it's not a short list uh, <laughs> between these teams. So I thought that earlier in the week that the winner of this series would go on to the finals. Now I've seen the Suns go up 2-0. I'm starting to have a little bit of doubt. How about you? I, I, again, I think this is a wide open year, more so than we've we've seen in a while. Uh the Suns are a championship contender, absolutely. Right there with the Jazz, right there with the Clippers. Uh, I'm just more fascinated to see how it plays out. The Suns are, are really, really good in, in some similar ways to how, how the Jazz are good. Uh, they play hard. They play together. They have good depth. They've got underrated uh, top-level talent. Chris Paul has been you know, such a good playoff player throughout his career. Everybody gets hung up uh, on a few disappointing moments, and those are real. Those happen. Those count, too. But even if you count those, his overall record in the postseason has been awesome individually. Um, and now now he's got a, a good young team around him. Uh, I like how they defend versatility. I like how they can create their, their own shot uh, with Paul, with Devin Booker. Uh, they're a really good team. It, it's, uh, I hope, and it probably will be how it goes, but I hope when we're done with, with this postseason, we don't look as, oh, Whichever team of you know the Jazz or the Suns or even the Clippers doesn't win the West, oh, they were frauds. They didn't have it. No, these are all really good teams. I don't think the Nuggets are there once Jamal Murray got hurt. But these other three teams, they're all really good. Only one can win. 
We're joined right now by Dan Feldman. He covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. Uh, you say this is the series with the best chance to go along. I think the only other one would be Atlanta, New York. Don't you think Denver and Milwaukee are both beat, and they know they're beat? Uh, yeah, I mean, teams up 2-0 after winning the first two games at home win 94% of the time. It's not that the series are done, uh, but they look fairly close to done. Uh, 76ers-Hawks, it's a little more even, uh, but I also think the 76ers have been the better team throughout the season. Uh, Joel Embiid looks healthy. You wouldn't really be able to tell he's injured. Uh, so I think Philadelphia has a, a pretty big advantage there, but that is the other one with a little more intrigue because uh, the way the Nets have beaten the Bucks. Uh, and the way the Suns have beaten the Nuggets, it's hard to see those trailing teams coming back. You okay with Rudy Gobert as the depoy? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not okay with uh, all the votes Ben Simmons got. Uh, I think it was Rudy Gobert by a landslide. I do think uh, that Rudy Gobert is a, is a better regular season defender than playoff defender, and he's a great playoff defender too. Uh, he's just even better in the regular season. This is a regular season award. Uh, I, I think his victory should have been even more decisive. Well, he got 84 out of 100 votes, but I'm sure Jazz fans wouldn't mind it if it was unanimous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if there was an award race this year where I thought there was a runaway winner more so than Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year. And honestly, I think this was like, I, I know everybody out in Utah uh, loathes Ben Simmons campaigning for this award, Doc Rivers campaigning for Ben Simmons. I think it worked. I think without that campaign, I don't think Ben Simmons gets 15 first-place votes. How much do you believe in Paul George in the postseason? Ooh, uh, more than most people do, uh, but definitely not. Uh, it's not complete faith. He definitely has his downer games, including game one. Uh, but he has been in the postseason a long time. He's very up and down. I think people forget how good he was with the Pacers, leading them uh, deep into the playoffs, going toe-to-toe with the eventual champion Heat. Uh, He's had a lot of good playoff moments. He can be very good in the playoffs. Don't overlook him. Don't just assume uh, that he's not going to come through for his team because he will sometimes. He just doesn't do it all the time. So when it's all done, is it the Nets or does Harden have to stay healthy? Oh, you know, I, I do think the Nets at this point are the most likely team to win the title, but I would take the field uh, over them still. They're obviously, they're obviously more talented with James Harden when he's healthy, uh, but I'm not sure totally how much he adds. There's some diminishing returns on the scoring at a certain point. Once you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Those guys are so good. Such great shot makers can do it in the playoffs. James Harden, again, as the talent level, makes their offense even more dangerous. Uh, but the way the Nets have defended in this series against the Bucs, I've been so impressed. And some of that is having better defensive personnel on the floor when you're not playing James Harden. That's some of it. Now, Harden steps up his defense a little bit in these playoffs, too. I think all the Nets have. Uh, but he's not naturally a really good defender. He's good at a couple of things he, you know, here and there. He's good in the post. He's good when he's in his individual matchup. When it comes to team defense, he can be lazy. He can lose his man. A lot of things can go wrong there. Uh, and so I, I think maybe even without James Harden, uh, the Nets are a different team in some ways. In some ways, they're a better team without him. In some ways, they're better with him. Uh, maybe some of that's a little matchup dependent exactly how you want to play to it. Uh, but they're able to handle having Harden gone fairly well. Do you think the biggest NBA news of the week so far is that LeBron is changing numbers next season? 
you know, from, from interactions on our site, uh, it might be. Everybody's very interested in this. And, oh, man, what, what a story. Years in the making, talking about giving up his number for Anthony Davis. I mean, what a, what a feel-good story. And it's going to sell a lot of jerseys. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you got all the LeBron jerseys, I get, I get the new ones, and you know, new jer- every team's got new jerseys every year, and so you're going to have to get the number sixes for next year, and the year after, and the year after, and uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, if that's important to you, if selling jerseys is important to you, this is a great move uh, for the rest of us. Eh, who cares? <laughs> I've already asked my parents to get it for me for Christmas. Oh, stop. <laughs> Well, I, I guess you got to be good between now and December. Exactly. And, uh, the onus is on me and, now for the rest of the year. No jersey Excellent for point. PK. Excellent point. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dan, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, Dan Feldman covers the NBA for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. You can read him there. I feel dirty. And that's because? Because I agree with you. For what? This idea of the tough Mavericks series, which it was, no doubt, obviously, a ton of energy was expended with uh, Leonard and George averaging 40.7 minutes, both of them right on the dot. That's a lot of minutes to be playing in a course of seven games, plus the just the emotional nature of it rather than strictly physical. And if they were a little gassed in game one, I don't see how they get ungassed because the amount of rest time doesn't change. that big, yeah. He uh, Kawhi Leonard got him foul trouble, so he didn't play as many minutes. I wonder if they hadn't had foul trouble, and I have to go back and look at the box score, but it seems like other people had foul trouble too. If they didn't have foul trouble, would they spread the minutes around? Is the only way for them to win to play Kawhi and Paul George yes. for 40 minutes? But he didn't get into foul trouble. They chose to take him out. Foul trouble is when you have five. <laughs> Well, you know, coach is going to take him out when you get two in the first well, quarter. Well, I know. Now, but the, the third no, one no he got. There's no rule that says you have to. The third one he got right before halftime, so he only would have played an extra 45 and seconds took him or out, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I just wonder you don't foul. Don't put yourself in the position of foul. I, it just frustrates me sometimes when you see this. It's a postseason, and oh, he got, I got two fouls. I got to take him out as if it's a bylaw. The NBA bylaws, hold on. So I don't think it was second. foul trouble. He had two fouls, and they chose to take him out. Second foul, I got to go. You don't have to go. That's the point. And he's smart enough, and I wonder how how much the referees, how much guts do they have to call a foul on their star player in a playoff game when everybody in their dog who's interested is watching. It better be where you ran over somebody and it becomes so blatantly and- obvious you had no choice. And not playing big minutes. I mean, he still played 36 minutes. That's right. That would be a big number for most people, but because he's Kawhi Leonard and he's coming off a series average in 40, it feels like he didn't play as much. But I wonder if they'll try to run him out there for 40 in this game. Well, if you you got to win the game. I mean, you don't literally have to win this game. But yeah, but the pressure's on. You don't want to be down 0-2. And I know they came back in the last round from 0-2, but you can't keep playing with fire. And... Yeah, I don't know how much you can count on your home court. You lost two there, didn't you? To start, right? You lose three. You no, they one lost in three. three. You went one and three yeah. at home, and you advanced. Yeah, with six straight losses. How many times does that happen? <laughs> and, and you're not uh, going to have... The only other team that I can think that went one and... Th- well, I can, they didn't. They went one and two. Because when the Jazz played the Clippers, that was uh, the, the home team only won two games in that series. I don't even remember when that was. 
2017. Joe Johnson hits the shot, game I, one. I, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, Maryland You don't remember how the series went? Yeah, yeah, the road team won five I out of seven. I remember Joe Johnson hitting a shot. shot. Yes, yes, I do. Road team won five out of seven. That, and that. I know they won game seven, but I can't remember anything, anything in else game seven. in the middle. I just remember Joe Johnson hitting the shot of that whole series. That's the only thing I remember. You don't remember Rudy Gobert got hurt. Like okay, now opening, you say that. Yes, in the opening yeah. minute of the opening game, I think he yes. played. It might have been the first possession, actually. It was, and then Derek Favors came up. Fa- Favors was really good, and okay. Gobert came back in Game Four, I think, maybe five. And then what are they supposed to have? Seven thousand fans. <laughs> All you Utah Republicans, aren't you grateful that we have a Democrat <laughs> there now? <laughs> and I think all that will change in the next round, but they got to be there in the next round for it to change. Oh, in the conference final round you're speaking. Well, of? I don't know what's going well, on because it's in, sold out. I don't know what's going on because it's indoors, and so I don't know the rules in California that well. Go but down I've to read, but I've read multiple Play it outdoors. I've read multiple things about that would be awesome. I've read multiple things about the baseball teams in mid June are all going to full capacity, regardless of location. I know the Padres are. I think the Dodgers are. The A's. No one writes about that because they won't even if the rules change. So it's the Giants and the Angels that I'd have to have to check on. But I've seen stories about the Dodgers and the Padres. Oh, well, they'll crowds. be done, so it won't matter. Right, that's the thing, is I don't know what it'll matter in mid <laughs> They'll be on our rearview mirror. Be all Phoenix all the time at that point. You know, oh, man, it's going to be blazing hot, too. You showed me your phone the other day. When does it go to 110? Oh, 110? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it was uh, like a 111. Well, if it's 100 here. Katie bar the door down there. Yeah. There was a thing PK showed me the phone in a commercial goes, look at this. And there was like four days in the hundreds, I think. And then it went to 111 and didn't go down. For, tomorrow's 106. Uh, then Saturday, 109. Sunday, 111. And that's the coolest day of the next week. <laughs> Monday, 115. Tuesday, 117. Three days of this... Three consecutive days of 117, sandwiched by 115 on both sides of those three consecutive days. I'm telling you, that is the number one reason why these kids leave to go play college ball elsewhere. You can blame whatever coach or whatever coaching staff you want, but as long as it's 117 degrees, they want out. Kids are going to take an offer and go to Utah or California. They want to try something they'll else. Go to, they'll go to heat and humidity in Texas and Florida. They don't care. They're gone. And it, it's like... You know an illness is coming, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you get to May. Like I was talking to my sister. It's her birthday. I told you she went over to uh, Del Mar in that area the other day, mm-hmm. and she was talking to me because it was at the end of May, and she was talking to me, yeah, we know when we go home. We know what we're facing. And it's exactly the way it is. You just you know it's coming, and there's zero you can do about it, and you absolutely dread it. It's the only place, the only city in the country where everybody dreads summer. Now, I will say that in other areas it's gotten very very hot and humid so it's not like you can go to the hottest place i ever played golf was at the lsu golf course in august when i was down there for the watchdog covering utah state and they have a golf course and i played it because i had a couple days and humidity and all was it was just awful and i grew up playing in 115 and it was brutal so you know, there's not a whole lot of places you can go to escape it. But they, but the thing about this is this is every freaking day until the middle of October now. Well, the San Diego State's coaching staff better get on it. Just start mailing them weather reports. 
texting him the weather every day. What's his name? What's the guy's name? The coach? The Michigan guy? Can't think of his name. Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talent there, man. So it's 79 much. here today. So nice ocean much. breeze. <laughs> yeah. Come, come over to the Mesa. Let's I, do this. I don't thing. have um, on my phone, I don't have San Diego, but I have Manhattan Beach. Well, it's not going to be that different. No, the high. Well, for them, next week in the middle, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be warm in the west because next Wednesday they got 81, and that's upper level for them. So all around next week, I mean, I guess today and tomorrow it's supposed to be cooler here, but I think it, I think it plays a, a factor in kids wanting to get out. Yeah, absolutely. I think they want to try something different, man, because they just get so sick of it. Uh, I know I was sick of it. My, and when I finally moved out, uh, it was July 4th, and we wanted to do something to be cool. So we we're going to, I was first year of my marriage. And we're going to get, uh, we go to a movie. And I go to the theater. I'd like to see this show. We're sold out. I'd like to see this show. We're sold out. I want to see this show. So you got anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's two o'clock in the afternoon. You, you, you couldn't have told me that straight up that you just don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She made me go like three different things. And so we went bowling just because at that point. Anything to go out? Yeah. And out I, of the house, we were but a, stay indoors. We were in an apartment in Mesa and I was paying for utilities. And so my wife's a first-year teacher, and I'm working making a cool 16000 which was my second newspaper job, which was a $5,000 raise. Nice. I remember when I got uh, the Mesa Tribune. How much do you want? Uh, okay, big shot, man. I'm like 23 years old. You know, man. Well, yeah. I think, you know, maybe uh, 300 a week. Oh, man. Oh, no, no. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> I want the job so bad. <laughs> and they gave it to me, which equated, I think, if you do the math, to 16000 My first job <laughs> offer in a radio station in Santa Barbara was six hours a day, six days a week, no benefits, $800 a month. And I said, no. I can't oh, live on did? that. Yeah, I can't live on that. Wow. And I wanted it, and I told the guy, John, I just was telling you about him today because it's his birthday and it popped up on Facebook. I told John Palmentary, I said, I want the job. I want it really bad, but I can't live on that. I mean, you know what it costs to rent. I what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to pay. So carry it through. He said, let me get back to you. And he came back and got from the, uh, the owners, whatever, five days a week, eight hours a day benefits a thousand dollars a month. I'm in. I took it. It's not bad. Yeah. And, and, and had a roommate. It was five guys in a four bedroom house and we're all splitting the rent because Santa Barbara's freakishly expensive. So that was the only way to make it work, but it made it work. Cool. So, all right, DJ and PK, when we come back, everything you missed in this show. We're getting you up to speed next. Rudy, Defensive Player of the Year, Game 2, Clipper Jokes. Yak, you got a couple more Clipper Jokes for the people. Yeah, we do. All right, we'll play some of those for you. We'll do it next. DJ and PK, get you up to speed. Stay with us. It was a night to remember at a packed Vivint Arena. Oh my goodness gracious, Donovan! As the Utah Jazz picked up an emotional Game 1 victory. Round 2 between the Jazz and Clippers continues Thursday at 8 with the Jazz Live pregame show beginning at 7 on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
What is a barber's favorite basketball team? The Clippers. How do you get a Clippers fan to stop beating his wife? You put a jazz jersey on her. You ever notice how nobody drives a stick anymore? What does Paul George have in common with an automatic transmission? No clutch. Why did Paul George get denied for his Medicaid application? Because he didn't have Joe Ingles listed as his father on his birth certificate. <laughs> That's a who's your daddy joke right there. <laughs> the people come through. They always do. They really do, don't they? <laughs> Had a contest earlier this morning. Best Clippers jokes won two tickets to tonight's game. We already gave those tickets away, but Yacht keeps getting the submissions. You got a good Clippers joke? Send it. He'll play it in the next segment. And also to save up, what's your best net? What's your best Nets joke? Ooh, it's coming, people. Calling it now. Just rolling right over. Not worried suns. about going on three versus the Suns, huh? Not worried about the next three. Well, I can't have you make fun of the Suns. You know, my sisters root for the Suns, so that that would hurt hurt them, and I don't want to hurt them. All of a sudden, you're Mister Sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) I just went straight to the top. It's like you know that stud and rookie ball. Boom! He just goes right to the big leagues. Did you hear Quinn? What was it yesterday? He called Joe like a utility player. Hmm. He was going hard with the baseball analogies. Oh, he does. He loves baseball analogies. He's a big baseball guy. He was talking about how he could play center field or second base or what have you. Because somebody asked him a question about Joe sucking and shooting. And I got to give it to Quinn because anytime anybody asks him about uh, that, he just won't entertain it. Whatever it is negative about his guys, he won't entertain it. Like somebody asked him, too, about, uh, well, the benefit of having Conley out is you play a bigger lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we want, we want Mike back, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, right to it. What do you got, Yuck? Yuck's got breaking news. Uh, breaking news is... Well, it, On a scale it, of it, 1 to 10, now you're underselling it. In <laughs> our ear, okay. it sounded big. Yeah, he said minor. Scott, Scott Gerard just called me. It's like me. a 3, a 4, what is it? A 6? I'd say it's a 6. A 6. We'll be Scott the judge Gerard just called me and said, you know what? I've what? got some more tickets to give away, so we're going to give away some more jazz tickets for tonight's game. we got two more pairs, so there you go. Is it two more pairs or two more pair? Two pair, sorry. Not Tupac, but Tupac. Took the call from our boss. I don't know. I'm going to hang up on him. Oh, no, no. I mean, screw him. And since he's the boss, I can't believe he gave it a six. I thought you would have given it like an eight. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's at the beginning. He's got a long way to go. He does. <laughs> Scotty, it's eleven, okay? Scott Gerard called me. This is massive. Like I that, was waiting for who was who was know, hired, fired, it traded. It should have been like that one time when uh, what's his face called him Good and boy. he just bolt, bolted out, man. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Yeah, that was more Channel Two than Deloitte. <laughs> oh, well, not, right. Deloitte. You don't have to be loyal to Deloitte anymore. He's gone. Uh, it was always He's the issue. News. There was there was a uh, <laughs> there was a specific issue going on that I had not shared with you. So anyway, oh, we'll do share. Uh, I guess I probably could now that that guy's gone. <laughs> Now that that news director walks in Washington, D.C. You never know. Don't burn a bridge. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) Who knows what's going to come back. That's a good point. (laughs) And I'm back. You never know. What do we need to catch the people up on? Big takeaway. Rudy, Defensive Player of the Year, third time in four years. Landslide vote. 84 of the 100 first place votes went to Rudy. That's massive respect for Rudy. I think it matters. It matters to these guys, man. You saw the team. They put out the video 
which they should do more of. Take us in the locker room. Fans just eat that stuff up. Absolutely. And and downstairs, when we walk in, we walk into the back lot. They got the balloons there. Yak put it on his Twitter. You can see it. And it's got the depoy up on the top of the above the uh, door entrance. Uh, do all that stuff. And, and to be recognized by your peers. And it sends a message. It just is another breakdown that me and Dennis have believed for years that this place, whatever you want, you can get at this place. You don't have to go to XYZ. We got you right here. You want to be all-star? You want to be this? You want to be that? We can give it to you right here with the Jazz in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's another message, 84 out of 100. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's almost 84%. And right there, you can see it. You can get whatever you want right here. That's the right. It was it was going to happen that he was going to win, right? Everybody believed that. Right. Yes, there were but plenty the, of people prognosticating the that. The bigger message, which I think is super important, is you can get any individual award out there, any recognition. You can get it right here. Okay, this I, is another I example. That. I believe that, and that is just a fact because you can go through the awards, and I think the only meaningful award that hasn't been won here is the Coach of the Year award, or did Frank win it? Frank was Executive of the Year, I think. I don't think he's Coach of the Year, right? So all the individual awards, yes, can you win a championship here? Yes. Or that's are the, super teams no. going to keep forming? And We're going to form. Yes, they're going to form right here. <laughs> well, so far, super teams are forming in L.A., New York, and Miami. Well, not New York. San Francisco. Uh, Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. you got me. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was San Francisco, because Durant going and joining what was already a, a team in Oakland. But they had already won. Now they're won. in San Francisco. Right. So let's not forget that. The bulk of the majority right. of the roster will was the draft mega stars, Will the megastars sign as free agents in these non-glamorous markets? Hey, do you need a megastar to do that? Two different, two, two different questions. Do you absolutely need a megastar to win it all? And will the megastar st- sign here? Now that hasn't signing here hasn't come close. Nowitzki's a megastar. He was drafted. He was not a free agent signing, and Dallas won. Now they had one. They didn't have a super Traded, team. That yeah. was also yeah draft day trade right because Milwaukee drafted him. Yeah. Um, that is the last time. Uh, the first Warrior team was drafted. The first Warrior championship sure was. team was drafted. Right. But that's also right at the start of San Antonio, the, the megastar. Um, Those guys are the drafted. mega team, right? But LeBron in 2011 really starts this. Oh man! I don't so know. you're I'd right. How about We're Shaq? Finding, uh, Shaq jumped as a free agent. That's the same thing. Well, it's not the same as three guys on the Olympic team getting together and saying, in two years when our deals are up, no, let's go here. No, but he won three I mean, titles, and he, he knew. Did. I'm and sure Durant Jerry and, West told him this kid over here. <laughs> He's going okay. to be something. It's free agency, but it's not the same as Durant and Kyrie playing for separate teams in a hallway. We see the photo, and everybody knows what it means, and it happens. Okay, they haven't won anything yet either. They haven't. They haven't. And that's the thing is that that narrative gets shot down if the Jazz or the Suns win the title or if uh, Philly with the process beats the Nets and wins the title. doesn't look like Milwaukee's going to do it after 2-0 and a 49-point beating. But, I mean, that's the whole thing. If you're going out and you're you and Dennis and you get on the private jet with Dwayne Wade to go wherever and recruit whoever, 
That's the question that player's going to say. Can I win a championship there? Because you're right about everything else. Olympic team, Hall of Fame, MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, all these things have been done here. They've all been done. It's a fact. It's not debatable. But if I go there, will I win a championship? That's the question. Well, that's up. The team has to be really good, too. And it does depend on what's going on around the league. And so for the next five years, I think the answer is yes. You got a stud in the middle. You got a stud outside. So, yeah, I think it's it's possible. And now I got Dwayne Wade aboard. Dwayne Wade comes to me. I'm listening. He's freaking E.F. Hutton. <laughs> I don't know how many people got that. <laughs> you always, whenever I do it, it's just like a crime if I have some old reference. And then you just turn around and do it. Because it's a joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, in a good recovery. I said it as a joke. Okay. Okay, How the Garfs. They listen. Is that better for you? <laughs> it's not going to resonate to anyone on the other side of the country. Local campaign only. Oh, then I suck. I'm out. I got nothing for you. <laughs> That's the point. You can't get the star to come here. Well, it's a new day. Whether you believe it's a new day or not, I do it's up think, to you. I, I do think, and I think this is, we've talked about this in multiple things, and we are both consistent on this. It is a new day. Technology is changing everything. It has changed the way teams recruit. Alabama can recruit California and Hawaii. They didn't use to. Stanford can recruit nationally. I've been saying that they didn't for years. To. Right. And that's technology in the last five to ten years has changed big time. I just think the message that they have and the product that they have to sell, I believe the up-and-comer is going to look at it and say, that is really good. Do I want it? Will I take it? You know, that remains to be seen. But barriers are being broken, and they're being broken every single day. And plus, I believe in the player and the sophistication and the education and the intelligence of the player. And the player is going to see if something is really good, he's going to see it and be attracted to it. And it, whether you can party till three in the morning, I think I just don't think that matters no, as much. I, I think that the, the players have a different, there's like a different mindset, a different, that discussion you're having, you know, going clubbing in the 90s, not the guys don't go out and don't have fun and, and you know, all that, but it, there is, these guys are like little, I think the change is that these guys are like little corporations, you know, little now to us, they're enormous corporations, uh, but they are little corporations and these teams are, Yeah, and it's all an investment and you, it's a, that's a yeah. whole different line of thought than well, we were seeing right. 20 and years ago. So you ago. retire at 35 and you can do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. We, and, and let me tell you, NBA players, future NBA players, we can go disco dancing in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. That's enough. Of this. We can boogie. Says E.F. Hutton. I can boogie. You want to do the hustle? I'll do the hustle. Go, uh, you want to do the Macarena? Go to, uh, we can do way, the Macarena. Go to YouTube, and you can probably see that EF Hutton commercial out there. It's a, <laughs> it's a big deal at the time. You know why I said that is because I'm writing about this with uh, Dwayne Wade, uh-huh. and I used that. I oh, used that line 
Uh, that now what you need is your editor needs to embed that commercial in the story. That makes you cutting edge. That's how things are done. <laughs> but but I didn't name it. I just said, remember that old 1970s commercial with the brokerage and, firm? And, and at this point, if you don't have that in your story, you're behind the times. And I said, old timers will remember the reference. And you can just... You can just tell your editor, hey, I need this embedded. You don't have to do it. The point is that Dwayne Wade carries weight. Exactly. He carries a lot of weight. Big time. DJ PK brought to you in part by Rough Tough Products. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best-fitting seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do business with a Utah company that's been around since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. Now, earlier in the show, took a little heat from someone who doesn't like you. Me? No, our listeners. Everything isn't about you, PK. Oh, I, I thought you were talking to me. Well, I can see in <laughs> retrospect how I phrased it, how someone like yourself would think that. That's someone like, doesn't no. like you. I was going to say, I was like, huh? no, no, it's about you, buddy. I'm talking to the listeners, you, <laughs> not you. Well, the way you said it, it was like, I know, I you said that. suck. I, now get, now do you have the Donovan Mitchell drop? I hate me. He this comes is when we down need it. on so, me, okay. and I'm just sitting over here. I need to clarify something, DJ. You misheard that. Really? It ate at me is what he said. Oh, it aided me? Uh, That's not nearly as good a drop. Yes. But it could still be useful. He doesn't like you. Me? <laughs> not everything's about you, buddy. <laughs> you and your freaking egotistical egomaniac. Yeah. Jeez. What he said. Man, I can't win. Uh, we got more jokes. Some people don't want jokes, though. They just want to give away the tickets. They think the listeners uh, suck and aren't funny. Well, then whoever this person is is wrong. Come on, it brightens up their day and they get to be on the Here radio. Here it is, it's Tyson. Just give the tickets to the 12th call or something. These lame contests you guys do are awful. Oh, you're a noodle, Tyson. You ain't winning tickets, Tyson. I can tell yeah, you ha ha. Why didn't the Clippers call timeout? Why not? They didn't want the Jazz to take Rudy Gobert off the floor. That's the best Clipper joke yet. <laughs> I mean, if I'm Ty Lue, do I admit that after he just blocks the shot? That's exactly what he said, though. I don't have any problem with them not calling timeout. We've seen that a million times. Don't call timeout and let the defense set up. No problem. But don't admit I wanted Rudy on the floor, and then Rudy blocks the game-winning shot or game-tying shot. All right, we're doing tickets for uh, Caller 12 right now, Yak. You got two tickets? Got a pair, yep. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. I hope you're happy, Tyler. I Tyson. Happy. Tyson. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> Tyson, whatever. T-Dog. <laughs> T-Dog. All right. <laughs> His last name's Rebel. We want to know if he's related to another famous Rebel. Rubes? Rubes. I don't think so. Because I think Tyson's been around for, with us for yeah. a long time. All right, DJ and PK. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Ron Boone from the Jazz Radio Broadcast. Uh, how many people could actually make that block at the end of that game? And take me through the difficulty of what you saw Rudy do in that final block. That's what's so great about Rudy is the way he can recover. He can be beaten and recover and still intimidate or block a shot or change a shot or those type of things. But leading up to that was the defense of about three guys. 
but when you have in a situation where there's not a lot of time on the clock, you know they don't have time to put the ball on the floor to shoot. You know they don't have time to even attempt to drive to the basket. His recovery is sometimes is just unbelievable. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. What's the only difference between a bricklayer and a clipper player? The age they retire. So we're going to talk about the clippers. Not about the game. Not about the game. We're going to talk about the clippers. Not going to talk about Donovan Mitchell. We're talking about the clippers. True story. When you announced this contest, I was out walking past a field. There was a horse with his head over the top rail. So I asked him, how many clippers will it take to beat the Jazz? He lifted his tail and gave me the answer. A few. Clippers, 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 clip, 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 little brother, clip, little brother, like the Utes to the Cougar, like little brother, playoff poop, playoff poop, yeah. Give it to one of those guys. Which one? You got more tickets? Yeah. I got another pair. pair. Yeah. Holy cow, look at you, just swimming in tickets. One, which one of those four did you like the best? I the, the guy with the horse and the and the tail, and he was out for a walk. That's that our was, good friend Kay. That was pretty funny. Wait, he hates the NBA. Oh, he can't go then. <laughs> Let's give it to somebody else. That's a good story. I don't know. Does he or doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he does. I don't want him he to have to go. I mean, he could look down and see things. Dwayne Wade, and he'd break out in hives. He might have an allergic <laughs> reaction. He could end up dying. I don't want to kill Kay. I don't want that on my conscience. What in the world? Wow, you are going to town on that. <laughs> so who are we giving the tickets to? I'm lost now. Who was the guy the, before uh, Kay then? Who did the playoff poop? Playoff poop. Let me double check. <laughs> What a rant. <laughs> I love when you go on your rants, All right. Man. Uh, playoff poop was Garen is his name. G-A-R-A-N. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> All right. Or we'll wait, see if Garen can go to before? the... Who was the guy before? The guy before was our good friend Lane. Before K. So he did the one on the... We're talking about the Clippers. <laughs> oh, that was funny. You were laughing in the middle of that one. As soon as you realized that was Iverson, that was good. Yeah. Oh, the Iverson one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay, funny. Where are we going here? I got, I've got three. The guy who did the Iverson one. Okay. The, Lane, the, you coach. win. Lane, Lane's a guy. Yeah. And if Lane can't go, if Lane's already, you know, hopping on a plane or driving to St. George or whatever, uh, then <laughs> who was the other one? Garen, you said? I don't know. <laughs> other one was Garen, yeah. All right, he's a backup if Lane can't go. If for any reason <laughs> Lane can't and fulfill and then his ba- duties. And the backup is K because apparently no, we don't. No, I don't want to kill K and K will explode. <laughs> and that'll be messy. I don't want to. Sure about that? Yeah. Kale explode. <laughs> can, can, can you separate? Maybe this is a topic for another day. Can you separate your love of the jazz slash NBA versus your hatred of the politics? Topic for another day. It is. I because agree. it's 956 43. We, we don't need it for weeks, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> another what? Like five to six weeks of this? Well, June twenty second, or excuse me, July twenty second, I think is the last they can go somewhere in there. Yeah, that's three weeks of June and three weeks of July. Six right. more weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do we really all want the way to, to go July? Seven? All the way to July. It's what too is long. The, what's the date for the Pac twelve Media Day? They haven't, as far as I know, they're still. They, discussing they haven't said it yet. Whether they have it or not, they, I, I was told they want to have it, mm-hmm. but they haven't sent anything out that I'm aware of. Uh, so uh, hopefully they have it because I sure love doing it. Love college football. Love Pac-12. 
And even if nobody else does, I like it. So, yeah, I want the NBA back on the regular calendar, though. Sounds like it's going to be next year. Because I think Sounds the middle like of July is too much. But, I, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. But I just Well, this year that. they were painted into a corner. Right, exactly, precisely. Yeah, right. I get it. Because of what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but there, it's like this is, is a transition year to getting back on the calendar. I understand that. I understand that completely. Yeah, but I would prefer it to be done. And in you're June. gonna you're gonna get your way. I think that's where they're going. I think the lesson with all of this stuff is that all of these events are playing better when they're in their whatever our natural slash windows. normal traditional is a better word traditional yeah. window. Yeah. We, that's when we want it. I mean, the Masters well, is still to. great, but November. <laughs> It needs to be in April. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so from the from the horse races, everything. the triple crown horse races to yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, DJ and PK, uh, we are out of time. When we when we come back, we won't be here. It'll be hands and Scotty. Four more hours getting you ready for game two tonight. Eight o'clock tip time. Probably means eight twenty. Clippers and Jazz, game two. Mike Connolly is questionable with hamstring tightness. Rudy Gobert. We'll get a huge roar from the crowd. Defensive player of the year for the third time. Hands and Scotty next. See ya.